Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Dan here today. Dan is the marketing team lead at his company. Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thank you very much for being on the show. Dan, first and foremost, I'd like to ask you, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Yes, absolutely. So I've been working in marketing now probably over 10 years. Well, not probably, but yes, over 10 years, um, which has been which has been great. Um, I, I, I completed a four-year degree. Uh, so I got my honors degree in marketing management. And from then on, I went on to a company called Mothercare. So that was my first marketing um, role, which which involved very, very traditional um, marketing at the beginning. And from then, of course, as the growth of e-commerce, and we all know how much has grown since then, I uh, I, I decided to, to, to get take a big interest in that, which then would lead me into digital marketing. Um, and... I was with Motorcare for a couple of years. It was great. It was a great experience. A lot of um, new technologies came while I was there. Um, and there was a lot of graphic design as well involved in that in that role. So it was good to get that experience. So I was there for two years. And from there, I moved on from the B2C market then into B2B world, um, which is the position I'm in at the company I'm in now. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm currently at. Brilliant. And yeah, like some of your experience, like I can imagine, we'll touch on it in a minute, but I can imagine Mothercare Island is such a wonderful, like family run business. Um, but yeah, uh, first and foremost, though, Dan, what would you see as your main strength in digital at the moment? Well, see, that's a really, really tough question. Um, and, I, and I feel, you know, especially for working for like SME companies. The, the marketing <laughs> roles, especially digital marketing, because it, it is still quite new for a lot, a lot of companies and, you know, getting, getting involved and, and picking out a specific element. I mean, you know, of course, the, the, the big multinational companies, they, they, they delve into all these different experts and, and bits and pieces. But, you know, if, if, for most marketers that go out there and have finished a degree, you know, it's, it's quite difficult to get into, um, you know, picking exact topic that you want to concentrate on. However, in saying that, so I mean, I, I would I would have looked at all the different elements of digital marketing in my past, um, from social to email, um, content, um, all of the different um, bits and pieces. However, from a B two B point of view, our biggest um, and most important communication and advertising would fall in email marketing. Interesting. So yes, that that probably would be the biggest area that we'd focus our time on, uh, kind of commu- communicating with our customers, um, and 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 try to, you know, all our all our different marketing messages and campaigns is, is really dri- driven through that to to get them to our um, e-commerce store. That's brilliant. So, email marketing from the top uh, was this something you started off in Mothercare? First and foremost, uh, you mentioned graphic design there. So 
is that something you've brought into your new experience? Is that something you've learned in the last eight years? Yeah, I mean, so for, for Motocare, because Motocare was a little bit different, it was a B2C, you know, so that, that didn't involve a lot of, you know, online Google advertising, uh, SEO. However, you know, with B2B, it's, it's, it's our current, the current company I'm with is very, you know, it's, it's, it's a closed website, needs to be a login. So not really, you know, SEO is kind of put on the back foot. Um, and as well as Google advertising, but, uh, so, you know, email marketing, yeah, that was definitely involved at Mothercare. I mean, that's, that's where it kicked off. That's where I, I, I learned from, um, the team there about how important it was for email and, and the, the audience at Mothercare at the time was massive, you know, compared to the audience that we have again, as it's, you know, it's a smaller customer base. So yeah, it began at Mothercare, a lot more automated emails within Mothercare as it is to now. Um, but yeah, that's brilliant. And tell me more about how you go about building out really good email campaigns. So what software do you use for your emails? And is there a lot of automated journey or is it a lot of bespoke or unique, um, talking to people? Yeah. Well, from ourselves. Okay. So we, we, we use MailChimp of, you know, it's, it's probably the most well-known one out there. Um, I, we, we actually, I've, I've used that in the past. It, it's a nice tool. It's, it's easy to use. Um, from a, from a design point of view, yes, it, it would, most of our emails are designed within the Adobe suite. So it's true Photoshop, um, and Dreamweaver. So they're the two tools we use for creating. Um, we try to keep our content quite, you know, uh, branded, well-recognized, you know, it's, it's coming directly from ourselves. Um, very consistent with our campaigns. Um, but yeah, I think the most important, the most important thing that for, for us, and again, from a, a B2B point of view is that we're, our list is, is a, that we have a healthy email list. Sometimes people think, okay, we've got this great list. However, if they're not opening it and I'm not interacting with it, then it doesn't work. And one big example, one thing that we did really need to focus in on was having a, a really important relationship with our sales team because they're mostly on a day-to-day -day basis speaking with the guy at the counter and not necessarily the, the owner of the business who may or may not be the one who is transacting. So ensuring that we have that guy at the counter who's placing the orders, they're signed up. They're the ones who are getting the, the communication. Um, we found that that was super important for us uh, to make sure that we had the right list and we're reaching the right people. Um, so, that's one thing I will always say that the relationship with our sales team, especially from a B2B, needs to be really tight and, and really, um, really important to have. Um, within that as well, I mean, we do, we do some A-B testing. Um, we kind of have some, we always have competitions in, in, our, in our job, you know, so, you know, whether it be, okay, if someone will pick this and which one's going to win, you know, it's a bit of fun. I always like to add a bit of fun um, within the role. Um, but yeah, and because you know, a lot of our audience is is we segmented depending on what type of customer they are. So using the tag feature within Mailchimp is is quite important to us, so that we're not sending emails to people that just doesn't make sense. You know, yeah. um, sometimes so we would have products that would be specifically for a power tool company, and yet we would have other products that would be for. Uh, a, a, a beauty and well-being. So sending a paratool email to someone who's involved in beauty, well, it just doesn't make sense. 
So important yeah. again to, you know, from a list point of view, that the list is healthy, it makes sense, and you're not you're not annoying people and sending them emails that could ultimately lead to them unsubscribing. So that's something that I find really important. That's really interesting. So tell me a little bit more about how you tag and segment out your audiences. How does that work? Well, again, it would be it would be true the communication with the sales team. So we would have a, a, a massive list within our ERP system um, of, of our customers. And again, like I said, like a lot of those emails, sometimes those emails will be from their accountants. Okay. And that's what we, we've learned from this, you know, that the emails that were put in originally, their accounts emails, that they're not the actual buyer. So from relationship with the sales guys, ensuring that we have the right audience and are tagged in the right way i mean we can have multiple tags depending on what it is uh, to put them in that segment segment them out um but how we find that out mostly is is through our um sales reps to to give us the information so that we are hitting the the, the right the right audience with the right message brilliant brilliant and Tell me a little bit more about yourself, Daniel. Is there any areas you're looking to upskill into or anything you're keeping an eye on in the market at the moment? Um, well, actually, before, one other thing as well, actually, about the email, sorry, but I'll just touch, come back on that, but about the email marketing was, um, and what's really important, and it goes back to probably the, the first ever type of advertising, which is you know word of mouth and, and reviews. And it's become so important to us that we have as many reviews as possible about the company. And I know one 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 tool that we that we have been using as well in, in the past, but uh, no, recently now it's called Embed Social, which is a, it's, again it's not too expensive, um, and it's an easy way of pulling the, any reviews that you have on Google, and um, just getting unique reviews from that too is it's real good help, you know, for from a retention point of view, of course, and um, to have that too. Um, so I just wanted to, 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 to point that one out. Yeah, no, no, and that's that's great advice. So uh, event social is the name Embed social. So it's very easy to sort of have different, you can you can, you can create forms, you have different reviews. It's, it's very easy to get some data in that, that if you need it, in any sense. So it's a new tool and it's not that expensive, which was great. And does it pull in all kind of review platforms, not just like, are we talking the likes of Yelp and... Uh, FIFA and like all these generic review things or is it your Google reviews and maybe your Facebook it's specific yeah it's specific to Google um, and then they have their own one that you can use I think the Google one from a you know from an SEO point of view is nice to have um, yeah but definitely uh, but I just you know because I, I remember looking at the trust pilot um, and you know the fees for them were quite high and just you know it wasn't it, it wasn't um, you know, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't feasible for, for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice. So you, uh, I'm guessing there's a, there's a free section to this as well, as well as, uh, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a trial. I think there's a, like a one month trial as well. We tried, we did that. Um, and, and to be honest, they're, they're very helpful. Um, the team. So, Brilliant. yeah, so it's, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Nice and software. as you know, reviews, yeah, they really work. If they if they work, they really reinforce uh, either a conversion or something like that. So, yeah, it's it's really good advice. Um, and sorry, is there any particular email campaigns that you're really proud of that have had results better than expected? 
Um, you know, that's offhand. I can't really think of one. That's terrible, isn't it? Um, to be honest, actually, one that has been good, and again, just going back because it's, it's kind of it's unique, it's new, unique, is the review one. So we initially sent out an email campaign without any incentive to drive more reviews for our for our, um, for our company. However, you know the you know the, the the comeback on that probably wasn't as as good as we expected. However, we did then have some sort of incentive for them to, to leave reviews, which was great, and we and we and we we received loads more, which was fantastic. And and to, what really really helped it was just constantly sending like at least twice a week, you know, just to remind um, to remind our customers just to get involved and like for a chance to win uh, to win a prize. So you know that was that was a, that was a successful campaign in my eyes. Unreal, yeah, that sounds very good. Um, and yeah, uh, one of the questions I mentioned earlier, just uh, around yourself, yeah. uh, is there anything you're looking at expanding? Oh, upscaling, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, something that I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested in at the minute um, is the third-party marketplaces, for example, Amazon, and, and, and understanding, you know, selling on that, you know, of course, from a B2B type of business, um, I'd love to, to, to get into... You know the fulfillment by Amazon piece. You know, I'm, I'm right now. We're, you know, it's it's not just all about you know B two B as well to try and bring in the B two C part too, um, and that's one thing that I am quite interested in looking more into. We have, I have uh, originally. Uh, I'm sorry, I've we've got one set up, um, so it's understanding it and kind of type of a suck it and see approach at the minute um, and develop those skills on selling through Amazon. Brilliant. Yeah. And I can see how that could apply to your work down the, the long run as well. Yeah. Um, and it, anything in the digital industry as a whole, maybe tech wise, that's coming that you think, oh, that's going to be a game changer for us. Well, I think for, for a lot of, a lot of companies now, there's something that I've seen and, and I think it will become a massive thing is, is the augmented reality for e-commerce. Um, there's some videos I've seen that you know people haven't yet able to look and see how how a chair would look in their in their living room, you know um, different pieces like that. I like think that technology will come quicker than we know. I'd say, um, and I think that will be a massive factor for conversion, you know, and as well and and same with video. Just like, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm probably. I'll ask you, Tom, but I mean, I've very rarely rarely read a product description anymore you know video is always there now and it's it's so important i think to have video descriptions um and like i said this augmented reality which which will eventually become the norm i can imagine so that's one thing yeah. that I, I would definitely like look into more and understand what tools to use that's brilliant yeah i, I completely agree i think there's some really good value there in just getting some really good video content from for, for, for on products, uh, whether it's even just the movement around the product. And uh, I, I don't know if you've seen the video, but Target in America, their shopping experience with a kind of VR headset. Yes, I did see that. It's, 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 it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's kind of strange, but like, I'm like, you can imagine, I mean, how many things have we said were strange 10 years ago and we're just doing it now? 
uh, it's it's just going to be the way the way it is and um and that's one thing that it's always you know with, with a, in an e-commerce website it's just more so thinking five years ahead as opposed to thinking just what's the norm now you know you even see on the on the I have the I just from Ray Ban. I mean, you, you you can you can try on glasses without actually being in the store now. It's, it's I'm not too sure if you've ever used that tool. I have, yeah. Um, it yeah, where it you it, it asks on your phone and then you it puts you on your face. It looks yeah, it it's not as close as yeah yeah. It's not there yet. It's not there yet, but. It's it's getting there, and it, eventually it will. I'd say the technology will be enough to to really and and wearables as well. I mean, I think people will have some sort of a you know, whether it be glasses or something that they put on their on their on their face, and they'll see things pop out of their phone. You know, that was another thing. I was a video of a phone coming out or a shoe, a runner that was on a phone. You know, uh, and that's that's where I see a lot of uh, the future yeah, e-commerce coming. Really well said. Um, and Daniel, uh, I know you're familiar with the show, but we always ask this question at the end of our episodes, yeah. which is, if you could boil up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others, what would it be? <laughs> I'm sure everybody loves this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, for me, I- I'm going to say confidence. I think it's. I think it's. It's it's a thing that you know. It's marketers should really have, uh, especially trying to sell ideas. You know, new ideas to whether it be a board, um, and and just the, the team itself. That having that real you know confidence personality really drives it home. It makes them feel okay. This guy knows what he's talking about. He has a passion here, um, and really wants to. To, to get stuck into this because let's face it some of the marketing uh digital especially digital marketing is so new to, to so to, to to try and explain this to someone who is not familiar with it and then ask for some revenue um sorry for some uh so for some, from budget to uh to support this um i think it's super important to have that confident approach yeah really well said really well said <laughs> daniel <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I've absolutely loved speaking to you. And yeah, I'm sure our audience loves what you had to say. Yeah, listen, Tom, thank you so much. Uh, it's been great chatting. Um, you know, and it's been great listening to the podcast. I've enjoyed a lot of the, um, I've picked up some things already from it too. So, you know, I'm delighted to, to be part of it. So thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. Thank you.